We really thank you all for coming out on a, on a Sunday morning to, to learn, and thank you to our Shlomo for being for being the head and the visionary of this machon and really really creating the opportunities for us for us to learn together. Um, I think any learning we do we do nowadays has to, we have to mention the chayyim, we have to mention the people the people that are putting their lives on the line for us. Um, and just to note that it's not just our zchuyos in a theoretical sense, in a spiritual sense, a metaphysical sense, or helping them out. I think just practically, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, the fact that they know there are people living regular lives and people are learning Torah in the Oref is mechazik them. I, I've uh, just this past Shabbos, I have a friend in Beit Shemesh who's on Miluim. He's 10 years my senior at least. Um, he is a some some level officer that I was never in the army. So I don't really know what I don't really know what what, what it is. But um, he he came back for his first time for Shabbos. He asked me what sugyos we're learning. I told him we're learning Hakos Tefillah, Hakos Vasikin. We discussed it a bit. And he's like, in Hebrew, he's like, Yosef, it gives me so much koach to know that there are people, Ba'ora, who are sitting and learning Torah on a Sunday morning. It gives me koach to go, gives me koach to go back on a go back on a Mosai Shabbos. So I think that just the fact that we're able to sit here and learning, in addition to the Tzukuyos, in addition to the, to the metaphysics and things like that, just emotionally, it helps the soldiers know that we're, that we're here learning. And in Mirat Hashem, we should be able to be Mechazik ourselves, and Mechazik Am Yisrael, and Mechazik the soldiers. Um, so uh, this is our first real topic in Hokos Tefillah. Up until now, we'll be doing general introductions. We did one about Mitzvah Tefillah. We did one about Tefillah Kenegad Karbanos. So this is the first one that's a little bit more technical, a little bit more detailed-oriented, and we'll, and we'll see how it goes. Give me feedback at the end. Our topic is the, the, um, the schedule for the beginning of Shachris. Let's say you wake up at, at 4 in the morning, and you, Vasikin, let's say, is 5 in the morning, but the next minion is at like seven o'clock. Are you able to daven vasikin by yourself um, and not be a chidos without a minion, or do you really have to wait for the seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock minion to be able to daven with a minion? Or, 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 or alternatively, let's say, let's say you have your wife wants you back home at seven o'clock in the morning. She has to go to work. You have to be home at seven o'clock. Neitzachama is six forty-five. There's no way in the world you could daven at a Vasikin minion at the earliest possible time you think you could daven at a Vasikin minion and still get back home on time. How early are you allowed to daven? How bad is it to daven before before Vasikin? How much of a tzorah does it have to be in order to, to justify davening chakras at 5 in the morning, 6 in the morning, when it's still dark outside, when sunrise is really 6.45. I look around, I see different people with different types of jobs. I think we've all been in this, we've all been in this situation where you have to daven before Vasikin, before Nitzachama. What are the parameters of that? So God willing, we're going to start with the Gemaras, try to build up from what we know from the Gemaras, develop, develop certain ideas from the Rishonim, and then get to the answers to these questions. So let's start. So what do we actually know from the Gemaras? in terms of Zman Shachris. So the first source is the Mishnah. What does the Mishnah talk about? The end time for Shachris. And what is the end time for Shachris? Maybe that'll be next week's year. We'll see how it goes. Either four hours or Chatzos. Good. So you can have a Shachris until 10 a.m., let's say, in a perfect day, or, or 12, 12 p.m., maybe 12.30, if you push it a little bit, according to the Mishnah Bura. You're allowed to have in Shachris until that point. How do we know you're allowed to dive in chakras until 10 o'clock in the morning or 12 or 12 o'clock noon? What is the source for that? So what, what did the Gemara say in source number two? That it's not these, these times aren't random. What are the what's 10 10 a.m. and 12 p.m. based on? Based on Karbanos, the Karban Tambit. This is what we discussed last week. That according to all the opinions in the Gemara, in the end of the day, 
the, the, three, through the three-part dominating system we have, Shachos, Minch, Amariev, is modeled a little bit after the world of Karbanos, and therefore it makes sense that the end time for Shachos should be parallel to the end time for the Karban Tambin. According to Rabbi Yehuda, they, you can only bring the Karban Tambin until 10 o'clock in the morning. According to Chachamin, you can bring Karban Tambin until, until, until noon. And that's the, that's the logic behind the end time for Shachos. Um, maybe maybe next week we'll go through the parameters, the parameters of that. If you have a, if you have a teenager, they wake up at ten in the morning, they wake up at eleven o'clock in the morning. Are they allowed to dive in? How bad is that? Do you have to wake them up beforehand? Obviously, this question only occurs <coughs> with teenagers; doesn't occur with grown-ups. But um, and they hold like the they hold like the chacham. Of course, it's well. I mean, some people are. I'm I'm getting into the age of teenagers. I think sometimes it could push the chacham also. Um, let's say you have davening here, and the bal shacharis it goes on for hours and hours. Um, and then you're, you're hitting Shimon Esrei at like 10, 15 in the morning. How bad is that? Are you allowed to sacrifice? Never happens here. Sorry? Never happens here. Um, is, are, are, I mean, how, much, how bad is it? How much do you have to sacrifice a, psuchid, a good Pesukah de Zimra or a good Berkash Kriyashima to be able to hit Shacharis at hit Shimon Esrei by 10, 10 a.m. or sometimes you could even be pushed, pushed up to 9 a.m. or, or 9.15. So God willing, that maybe we'll discuss that next week. But here we see the end time for Shacharis is modeled after Karbanos. Fantastic. That's data point number one we know from the Gemara. Then there's data point number two. Is it L'Chachila to daven Shacharis at 10 o'clock in the morning? <coughs> what is the best time for Shacharis? So this is why I gave you sources three and four, which point out that even though you have until 10 a.m. or you have until 12 p.m. to daven Shacharis, what is the best time to daven Shacharis? With the Gemara in source number three, what is the best time to daven shacharis? With, with the sunrise. Um, fantastic. So the Gemara says that that bright, the Kitanyahi, the Vasikin, Vasikin, this group of people, Rashi says there were Mechavev mitzvos, Magdimen mitzvos, Mechazrim to do mitzvos properly. The Aruch says Vasikin means like a Talmud Vasik. A Talmud Hakam, somebody that wants to do mitzvahs properly. They're, they daven at a Nitzachama. We call it Vasikin because we want to be part of that category of people. But in the Gemara, Vasikin are a category of people. And Nitzachama is a time when they daven. Good. So you're allowed to daven until, let's say, 10 a.m. But the Chachila Mitzvasa, it's best to daven at Nitzachama. So when was, when was Nitzachama today? 601, thank you. We have our second number there. Um, 601, um, we're, we're, clo- we're close to a perfect day. So it's probably four hours is around 1001, 1002. So the Chachila is supposed to dive in at Mitzvasa at 601, Shimon Esrei at 601, and then the uh, the end time is, is 10 a.m. The Gemara elaborates a little bit more about the, about this Vasikan thing in source number four. It's referencing a Gemara earlier in Mesakas Brachos. And the Gemara is really discussing the Zman for Kriyachma. So the Gemara goes through in source number four. Again, we're getting data points, and then we'll start some of the analysis, and then we'll start some of the Laka later on. The, the Gemara says, Tanya, Rebbe Meyomer, Vishyakar ben Zayev Lekeva. The Gemara is trying to figure out when is the earliest time to daven, daven Kriyachma. So we have a bunch of different opinions in the Gemara. When you can tell the difference between a wolf, between a wolf and a dog, between Hamar the Arod, the Chachamim say, Mishira es chavero rachok arba amos v'yakirenu. You could tell that you could you could um you could see the difference between um between between you could recognize the difference recognize who your friend is from four amos away. We turn the page. 
the Gemara says, Amrafuna halakha ka'achirim. The halakha is like achirim, that the, the, the way you're asking is mishayakir, and you can tell the difference between blue and white, or you can tell, you can recognize your friend who is four amos away. Fantastic. So the earliest sign of the creation was mishayakir. When was mishayakir today? Anybody want to find a thousand spell early? Mishayakir was around 512. So... If Neitzel Chama is 601, Mishiyakir is 512, what's the difference, time difference between Mishiyakir and Neitzel Chama? Around 15 minutes. Around 15 minutes before Neitzel Chama is Mishiyakir, that's when you can recite Kriyat Shema. But the Gemara says, even though you can recite Kriyat Shema from Mishiyakir, you should push it off until close to Neitzel Chama. Why? Because you want to say Kriyat Shema at the last moments before sunrise, so that way you could recite, so that way you could recite Shema on Esrei at sunrise. Fantastic. But here, the Gemara quotes a Pasuk. And this is going to be the... the, the we're going to have to analyze, analyze this Pasuk. You look at the, the end of the box on source number four, on page three. Amar Abizera, Maikra, what's the source that you're supposed to recite Kriyat Shema right before sunrise, such that you recite Shema Esrei right after sunrise? Yeru'ucha im shemesh, dorim. They shall fear you with the sun, and before the moon, all the generations. So what do you think this means? <coughs> what, what, is this, what, is this, what is this a source for? For reciting Shemon Esrei after Netzachama. How is it a source? How do we know from this Pasuk you're supposed to recite Shemon Esrei after Netzachama or at Netzachama? Well, it says with the sun. It says with the sun. And what's the verb, though? It doesn't say you should daven with the sun. Fear. It says fear God with the sun. So on the surface, what do you start seeing the Gemara is equating? Fearing God with tefillah. That's, some, that's just something which is just, which is just interesting to notice. We're going to have to pick up on this, pick up on this a, little bit, a little bit later on when we discuss the emotional modality of tefillah. We discussed it a little bit in the first year. Tefillah mitok simcha, tefillah mitok yira, ibdoth Hashem v'simcha, ibdoth Hashem v'yira. Which pasuk is, is, uh, is associated with tefillah? The Gemara actually goes through this and has it back and forth about this. But over here, you see Yeru'ukha in Shemesh, fearing God with the sun. The Gemara understands is a reference to saying Shemona Esrei prior, together with sunrise. Um, why is it a good idea to fear God with the sun, with the rising of the sun? To say the Daven with the rising of the sun? You should start your day out. Okay. Let's say let's say I wake up at you know three in the morning. Let's say I wake up at nine in the morning. Apparently, the Gemara says mitzvasa and mitzachama. It's still best to daven at sunrise just to organize the schedule around that. What about sunrise makes it the most opportune time to daven? Should be Sorry. Okay. Exactly. This is God's creation. This is God's creation. Exactly. Exactly. I think we're going to see that later on in the Talmud Rishonim. The fearing God. How do you fear God? Through davening. Davening is an experience of Yiras Hashem. I see the Gemara is going to Gemara is going to say that explicitly later on. Why do you want to combine your davening with sunrise? Because if you ever witness sunrise, it's unbelievable. Your mitzvah el. I mean, during Corona, I wasn't able to daven with the minyan, but I davened in my Merpesed, I tried to daven Vasikin, and thank God, I was davening, you know, B'kivun Mizrach, or whatever, close, close to Mizrach. It's unbelievable to say Yotzer Ma'oros with the sunrise. It's like, this is what Chazal actually had in mind. They didn't have in mind to daven in the basement of a shul where you can't see the sun, Vasikin, well, like, you know, your eye on the clock, you're very stressed out. 
is this, am I getting it or not getting it? They had in mind, you should be mitzvah, sorry, Donnie, right? That you, you, you have a window in your shul, we're going to see it later on, the halakha states, you, l'chachila, you're supposed to have a window in your shul facing the kivun that you're davening in, so that you could see the outside world, you see the sun rising over the mountains, and exactly, exactly at that moment, you say Shimon Esrei. Seeing the sunrise puts you in the right mindset of Yerat Shemayim. You just said Yotzer Oros, as Rashi points out in a different sugya. You just described Yotzer Oros, then you see it, and then you start Shimon Esrei. That experience is supposed to be extremely powerful. The Gemara then goes on. I, I cut it off. Ellie pointed out that I cut off the Gemara before the, maybe before the punchline. The Gemara says there was one Amora of Nachman who did this on a regular basis, and he was smiling the entire day. And they asked him, why do you smile all day long? He said, because I was so many at the moment of sunrise. And that empowered him, that gave him the, the simcha, gave him the energy to go throughout the rest of his day with a smile. Which is interesting, because what is the source of Davening Vasikan? Yeruucha, Mshemesh, but Yerat Hashem. And what was the person's reaction to Davening Vasikan? Simcha. So that's something which God willing we're going to have to explore when we deal with Hachanos for um, what type of mood you're supposed to be in when you're diving, but that juxtaposition, the, the, on one hand, the verb is Yeruka and Shemesh, but the reaction is Simcha, is something, is something which we're going to have to explore. Gilu Barata. exactly. Good. Yeah. By putting it so focused on the sun itself rising, on a, on a cloudy day, ah. right? So, if, if you're, if we're, I mean, as I understood, but Good. We'll get that in a second. Yeah. So, but if we put it all on the, so is is if we put it all on the experience, then I would say, okay, so it's a cloudy day. I'm not going to get that experience. I don't need to dive. I not that I don't need to. But I'm saying I miss out on that experience. Do I need to dive by seeking that day? Again, it's a great question. Hold that thought. I mean, right now I'm just sort of developing the ideas as you would see them from the Gemara. Because the Gemara doesn't describe anything else. The reason my demon, the verb is Yeru'ucha, im shemesh. Where is the Yerat Hashem if you're seeing the sun? Presumably it's some type of experience. You're going to see that explicitly in Yerushalmi. Sometimes halakha works categorically. It doesn't work in terms of details. Let's say you have a building that's blocking, blocking your view. There's still a Maila Daven Vasikin, as we'll see. But maybe it's not the ideal experience that the Chazal had in mind. But the person is not happy in Yom Tov, but they're still having meat. So they're getting the mitzvah in some way, but they're missing out on the, on the proper experience. So what we have now is, in the Gemaras, we have the end time for chakras, which is 10 a.m., and we have the ideal time for chakras, which is sunrise. What is the earliest time for chakras? That is not explicit in the Gemara. So that's why the Rishonim start discussing it, and from the logic of the Rishonim, you could start seeing how they thought about chakras, how they thought about Zaman chakras. So the first source over here is the rush. Um, the rush explicitly points out, in source number five, that we don't have a source for the beginning time for chakras. Look at the second line, we'll pick up from there. Arkatsos, in the middle of the line, the beginning of the time, yure means it appears, meaning there's no source for this, he's guessing, he's making an educated guess. From the moment the, the the eastern horizon becomes lit up, which we call in our parlance Amud Hashachar, perhaps Amud Hashachar and here up in Mizrach, it's a, a suffix among the Akronim. The same thing or not? For our purposes, let's assume they're the same. When the eastern horizon starts being lit up, that is the earliest time for chakras. How many minutes before sunrise is that? Usually around seventy-two. 
Like this morning, according to Maizmanim, Amudah Shachar and Ephrath was around 450, 451. Nei Tzachama was, was 601. So an hour and 10, hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes before sunrise, you start seeing the, the rays of light. That's the earliest sign for chakras. How does he know that's the earliest sign for chakras? What does he say? Similar to the carbon tamid. Because the Mishnah Yoma says that's when the carbon tamid was brought. So if we're modeling after carbonos, so when should you be able to dive in chakras? From 4.50 in the morning, from the Shankar. But we push it off because of the special din of Vasikin, So the earliest time for chakras is modeled after carbonos. So this, according to the Rosh, the same way the end time for chakras is modeled after carbonos, modeled after the Zman of the carbon tamid, the earliest time for chakras is also modeled after the time for the carbon tamid. Fantastic. So then you should be able to daven at any point between 4.50 um, from Amur HaShakar until 10, until 10 a.m. Why the Chachila are you supposed to daven Vasikin? Because of this extra din of Yeruka and Shemesh in order to have this Yerat Shemayim. Fantastic. So according to this, let me ask you. Wait, so shouldn't Karbonot, the ideal time with Karbonot, should have been uh, Great question. So the, the, the Rishonim and Yoma say perhaps that would have been the best, but Kohanim's reason, and we want to do the mitzvah in the base of Mikdash at the earliest possible time, so they do it on closer time with a shakar. The Mishnah Yoma says at one time they made a mistake. They brought, they brought it too early, so they had to wait. So after that, they instituted, they waited a couple minutes after Amud shakar to bring it. Um, but they want, the Kohanim's reason, hey, they want to do it, they want to do it very early. It says in the Mishnah uh, that the one Quran asks the other one. Yeah, but. Here, Panamizrak. That's much later than So that's a great question. The question yeah, so that's the, the Bira Lacha on Simon Petas quotes Machlokos Akkordim about this. If Amud Shakar and Here, Panamizrak are the same thing, or Amud Shakar is earlier, when we, the, the term Amud Shakar just means a little bit of light in the East. So that is earlier than Here, Panamizrak. But the question is, when the Gemara uses the term Amud Shafar, maybe it refers to the entirety of the East. So that's Machlokas uh, that's Machlokas If that's true, then it's not 450 this morning. It's not 450. Why? It's a little bit afterwards. Much more. Much afterwards. Oh. I think there's a 10. From what I understand, the Vilna Gaon said there's a 10 minute gap between the earliest array of lights and Ha'ir Panim Israch. So those 10 minutes are a huge suffix. I think it's longer. <coughs> I know I've been up. My repast said it's around. This, I've 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 done the done the the, the the analytical studies. Sometimes I wake up wake up early. Allowed me to do that a lot lately. Yes. And I can say it's, it sounds around it's around ten minutes. I've, I've been on my repast set, stargazing, you know, late early in the morning, and then you see Hayyopinim Israel. So you see Amuda Shachar, and then the whole horizon become becomes light around ten minutes afterwards. We're talking about like a ten minute ten minute gap. Depends on the latitude. Sorry, meaning here in Arab Trail, latitude meaning it's further north or further south. It's going to be longer, right? It's going to be longer. Great. But according to the Rosh, let me ask you. I let's say I have two minyanim. One is at before Nitzachama. Nitzachama today was six oh one. I have a minyan at five thirty in the morning, and I have another minyan at seven thirty in the morning. Should there be any difference between those two minyanim? Five thirty before Nitzachama. On the shot of the Rosh. Yeah. No. Exactly. Because. The time is based on Karbanos. The time for Karbanos is from Amud HaShachar, from the European Mizrach, until 10 a.m. There's in the Chachila to daven at some point in the middle at Nitzachama. But the time before Nitzachama, the time after Nitzachama, should be the same. Fantastic. Except for the 
So you're saying it's better even to dive in earlier. So you, from this point of view. From this point of view, it's better to dive in earlier. So uh, then not, not if you don't set your alarm and you don't get up till seven thirty and you haven't done anything. Right, right, right. I mean if you're the question is if you're if if, if, if you want to schedule your day in the most the most ideal ideal way possible, should you schedule your day that you're dominating at seven thirty, so it's always after Nate or should you schedule your day that you're dominating at five thirty, which is before Nate Sakama, but then you're getting you're getting but then you're getting home earlier. So according to this, there's no difference between before Nate Sakama and after Nate Either way, you are within the time of Karbanos. There is one point where it's l'chachila d'daven, which is neitzachama. If you're not davening at that moment, before neitz, after neitz, shouldn't matter. 7.30 million, 5.30 million, it should be exactly the same. Um, but there's another, there is another approach in the Rishonim to discuss or describe what the earliest time for davening is. And that is based on a Mishnah in Megillah. The Mishnah Megillah, in source number six, says, "Ein Koranis in Megillah, below Malin, below Tovlin, below Mazin, Bechin Shemeris Yom Kenegad Yom, Lo Titzba Av Shnei Tzachama." Any mitzvah that is a daytime mitzvah, you should always do after Nei Tzachama. The Kulan Shasu Mishala Murashakar Kasher. But if you did it from 4:50 in the morning, it, then it's fine. Vidiyavet, exactly, Vidiyavet. So what is this Mishnah teaching us? Let's say Kriyas Megillah, Halal. Any mitzvah that is a daytime mitzvah. When are you supposed to do it by? After Netzachama. But the Abed, if you did it from Amur HaShachar, from Amur HaShachar, it's going to be okay. So, what do we make of this? Why, by daytime mitzvahs, are you supposed to do it, not even at Netzachama, but after sunrise? If really you could do it from Amur HaShachar, you could do it from 4.50 in the morning, what if the Mishnah tell us you shouldn't read Megillah at 4.50 in the morning, you should wait until sunrise? Daven Hala at sunrise. You shouldn't Daven Hala before sunrise. Exactly. It's about, and what would it be about then? It would be the day. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you, Yonatan. And that's exactly, Rashi sounds like the whole thing is through Rabbanon. Really, I'm going to shock totally fine, but you just don't want to get mixed up, so we say to wait, wait until Nates. Look at the Rambam, look at the Meiri, look at other Rishonim. They say, no, halacha has a two-tiered schedule for the day. The day begins on some level once this, a little bit of light is seen on the eastern horizon, but it's not going to be yom gamur. It's not going to be fully day until the sun rises. If you look at the Me'iri, in source number seven, there's the, the last line over here, talking about Zman Chakras. He says, V'im kein anu lodia, shizman hashachar, you suppose to daven after Neitzachama, catch this line, Shehu Yom Gamur. What does that mean, Shehu Yom Gamur? It's totally day. And Amur HaShachar, before 6.01 this morning, it's twilight, it's Benash Mashos, it's between the beginning of light, but the sun hasn't yet, hasn't yet come up. Rav Salvechik, in a beautiful yardside here, tracks this in the Pesukim. The Pesukim sometimes refer to Yom as being in connection to light, and sometimes refer to Yom as being in connection to the rising sun. And therefore, this time between the, rise, the, the beginning of light and the rising sun is like a Bein type of time. It's in between. It's Chati Yom, Chati Nat Yom. 
Therefore, if you want to have a mitzvah that is a daytime mitzvah, when is it ideally supposed to be done? When it's fully day. And therefore, you have to wait until after Neitzachama. And therefore, according to this, if you assume that tefillah is not modeled on karbanos, but tefillah is modeled after Yom Balayla, so then when is the ideal time going to be the daven? After Neitzachama. And then if you go back to your original question, our original question, is it better to daven at 5.30 in the morning or 7.30 in the morning? When it would be better to daven? It's better to daven at 7.30 in the morning. And then you only bidyeved are supposed to daven at 5.30 in the morning. But I don't have to read it inside, but the, the Pnei Yeshua points that explicitly. Pnei Yeshua says that the rush was assuming that tefillah is entirely modeled after karbanos. Whenever there's man for karbanos are, that's his man for tefillah. So the beginning of time is karbanos, the end time is karbanos, anywhere within that time, you could daven shakras. There's a mitzvah to daven and nitzachama. But between Amud HaShakar, here up in Emizrach, and uh, 10 a.m. in the morning, you're allowed to daven, you're allowed to daven chakras. But the Pnei Yeshua says, go back to last week's shir. There's another model for, for tefillah. Maybe it's not entirely based on karbanos, but what else might it be based on? Avos. And what do we know about the Avos? When did Avram get and Yaakov daven? It has to do with the schedule of the day. Daven in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening. And what do we know about the schedule of the day in Halakha? When does the day really, really start? And it's Hama. And therefore, the Pnei Yeshua says that it l'chadchila, you're only supposed to daven after Neitzah And it's b'di'evet to daven at Amur HaShachar, the same way it's b'di'evet to daven at Amur HaShachar for Megillus Esther, or for Halil, or for Tekiyat Shofar, or for any other mitzvah that has to do with the day. So you, you see that the Rishonim are, are, are split about this. When we're talking about Zman Shachris, what are we based on? Are we entirely based on Karbanos? In which case, from the moment you could bring the Karban Tamid until the moment where the Karban Tamid is, is the end time of the Karban Tamid, it's all the Chachila, it's all mitzvah. It's just that the Chachila for, for Shachris, there's a one point of Neitzacham or it's best adamin, or no. Or the, the Shachris should be thought of as a regular daytime mitzvah. And if it's a regular daytime mitzvah, so then there are two reasons to daven in Nitzachama. Number one, Yeruch and Shemesh. You could daven in the rising sun. And number two, like the Meiri says, was then it's Yom Gamur. It's already completely day, and then you want to daven chakras when it's daytime, like Avram Vino daven chakras at daytime. But, but then we should be consistent with the beginning time and the end time. Ah, great. The end time we're saying is for, you know, Arba Shem Chatzon, that's based on Kabbalah. If it's talking about a day, the day doesn't end until much later. One, I should be able to, according to what you're saying, is that the mitzvah is a day mitzvah, and going by day, then you should be able to daven shakras all day. That is a, yeah, that's so, a. So we, it would be a little inconsistent, right, to say, okay, the end time, we're going to go by karbano, but the beginning time, we're going to look at it as a day mitzvah. Right. I think it's. I, 100%, 100%. And you, it, I think this is, a, this is the complexity of the Gemara. The Gemara says it's connected of the Avos were talking at times, but Chazal were Asmachinu, the model of the after, they relied on Karbanos. So the question is always going to be, how much of which? And it just has, I mean, the world of Makshava, Karbanos, as we, I think we discussed last week, are super choreographed, super detailed oriented, super ritualistic. You have to do it exactly this way. And the Avos, when they're davening, they're super free flowing. They got up and they davened or whatever, whatever they did. There were no halakhos then. So the models of how much you think it's entirely based on Karbanos versus how much it's based for throwing the Avos in there, I think is, uh, is, is, is interesting to think about. I think your question is a great question. And the answer is just that Chazal are working with models. Where they put each model is it's always going to be a question. Yeah, but I, I, I would think we should be, uh, you, would, you would think we should be at least consistent. I mean, it's okay to say one or the other are mixed, but 
talking about time, then either the beginning and end time should be based on the same model, or Right. You can't say, well, the end time or the day, day of a carbonyl model. Can only be morning. I mean, meaning, the meaning, it starts to be right, right. Also, not yeah, to this, be stereotypical. Right. But let's say Hasidim take the more of the avod approach, where they're not the dot date is specifically on a specific time when it comes to shocking. You know, the right. time is, and maybe that's okay. But then you're, cons but there, then you're consistent then with your beginning time and end time. Right. You shouldn't say, okay, you have, you can only dive into four because that is. Oh no, but at the beginning time, we're not going to, you know, you shouldn't dive in before and it's a so Ellie, you're 100% right. If you want complete consistency, I don't think you're going to find it in our, our, our Talmud Bavli, but this is what we discussed in the, in the Shir with the Afrika. If you look in the, the Shiltos, who had a, you know, one of the Gaonim, but a different garrison in the Gemara, he, does, he doesn't mention Karbonos at all in his entire description of Zmanit Tzvila, and he says that the, the end time of chakras is based on the definition of the word Boker. And he goes through Psukkim and tries to define that the word Boker ends at mid-morning, at either 10 a.m. or 12 p.m. according to Chaman. So that's that. That, that, that you're, then you're entirely consistent. According to our Gears and the Gemara, the consistency is not there. So I can show you the Shultos after it's interesting. Yeah, It's also interesting that the assumption that the Neo Shua makes is that if we're modeling it after the Avos, then it has to be a uh, yeah. day. Which, to the best of my knowledge, there's absolutely no Boker in the one hundred percent. Yes. Right. Yes. It does not indicate that it was at sunrise. Right? Yes. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yes. One hundred percent. Avram is pretty Zaris as well. Avram is definitely Zaris. I think back then it was hard to be Zaris before there was before there was light outside because there just isn't possible. But one hundred percent. Yeah. The Pinyushu was assuming even the other was working with like some type of halachic model of what the daytime what the daytime is. One hundred percent. The Avos could have been working with a more free flowing time. I didn't put this on the sheets, but there are examples of that, examples of that in Rishonim as well. The Ravid, in a couple places, says that the beginning of Zman Shachris is whenever you wake up after midnight. You wake up at three in the morning, it's totally dark outside, it's pitch black, you could have a Shachris. Because in terms of your waking day, your experience, your experience of a day, that's the beginning of your day, that's similar to Avram Avinu. He woke up, ate Avram. So we don't pass on that, we pass on there are more halachos, there's more concretization involved, but that idea does exist, I think, in the Rishonim. Um, fantastic. So how do we paskin? Do we paskin like what you might think from the rush, that you could that you could daven prior to you could daven prior to um prior prior to Nitzachama? Or we paskin like the Pinyoshua, like the Meiri, that you're really supposed to wait until after Nitzachama? And then we'll discuss the, the other question, how good or important is it to daven at in the moment of Nitzachama? Sources 9 and 10, we could skip for now. They're describing what the Maila of, of, um, of Asikan is, of Nitzachama. Rashi just says it's an ace ratzon, that it's a for some reason in Shemayim, it's a good time to daven. And Yerushalmi has an interesting lasho, and it says you should daven at Dimdume Chama, with the reading of the sun, Kadeshi Mora Shemayim Kolayon. So you should, you should be able to fear Hashem. And the way the Mepharshim explain is, again, because you see the sun going up and down, that creates an experience within you. So look at the, let's, we could skip the Rambam for a second, let's look at the Shulchan Aruch. Actually, no, let's, 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 let's start with the Rambam, because it's, because it's going to be important. The Rambam writes as follows, source number 11, on, on page 6. The Rambam starts off his parak about Zman Tzvila. Tzvila sashachar mitzvasa shiyasko lispalel imen etzachama. The Tzvila sashachar, the mitzvah is to begin with netzachama. Uzmana atzov sha'aravis. And the end time is 10 o'clock in the morning. So how does the Rambam start off the halachos of Zman Tzvila Shachras? 
Neitzachama, 10 p.m. Where does he get to davening before Neitzachama? Eight halachos later. Look at the second paragraph. If you daven before the zman, you're not yotze. The chosen respalos of zman, you have to daven again. The in is spalo tfila shacharis b'shas hatzachak achar shalah amura shachar yatsa. But if you daven shacharis b'di eved b'shas hatzachak after amura shachar before the right zman, you're yotze. So what is the uh, the thrust of the Rambam? What is the best time of daven shacharis? Neitzachama. The second best time, Neitzachama until 10 p.m. How does Rambam describe davening before Neitzachama? 10 a.m. Sorry? 10 a.m. Sorry? Oh, sorry, sorry, 10 a.m. Thank you, 10 a.m. 10 p.m. would be 10, 10 p.m. would be very would, yes, 10 p.m. would be very chasidish. I appreciate that. Um, what about davening before Neitzachama? Super b'diyavah. Shas tatachag b'diyavah. That sort of gets quoted in Shulchan Aruch. If you look in source number 12. Shacharach starts off, Zman Tfilas HaShachar Mitzvasa Shiyaskil Im HaNeitzachama. Good. Sifches, much later on, B'Sha'as HaTachach Gion Tzarek L'Hashkem L'Derech Yochel L'Spalo Mishalam HaShachar. If you have to travel before Neitzachama, you could dive in before Neitzachama. So according to this simple presentation of the Rambam, a simple presentation of Shacharach, when should you be davening, um, when is the only circumstances you should be davening before Neitzachama? Super, super bad Don't schedule your your life around this if you can get around it. Um, you know, try to I guess I guess uh, I guess um, I don't want to say drive your spouse crazy to get home a little bit later. But you know, if the earliest earliest shacharis is after Amud Shachar, but before Neitzachama, and that will get you home at an earlier time. It's a, it's a real there's a real there's a, there's a there's a real 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 tzarech to try to daven after Neitzachama. And if you go through the postgame, Rabbi Vadi Yosef takes this super, super seriously. Rabbi Yosef says the only people that could dive in early before Neitzachama are Pavim, people that have to get to work early, or people that are traveling. If you're just a stam person, he says, it is usser for you, usser, for you to dive in before Neitzachama. This is the Yalkut Yosef, um, Yosef source number 13. He even says that if they need you to be mashlam a minion, let's say there are nine polim there that have to get to work. They are their farmers. They have to get to work at a, a daybreak. So they're davening before Neitzachama. And you are there to be mashlam the minion. It's like you shouldn't daven with them. You should answer Kaddish and Kedusha. But you have to daven after Neitzachama if, you, if you're able to. So it's really Asr Mi'ikar Hadin to daven before Neitzachama. I think we are all polim. Okay, many of us are for them. Many of us. Yeah, no, it, it takes out uh, the severity of, of the whole thing. If, if everybody can can define themselves as a poel, then you're then. Everybody could define themselves as a poel, but if you, I think this is some, someone uh, works in Jerusalem, it needs to be as well as as it were. Yeah, one hundred percent. Then you're then you're a poel. But let's say you work at home. But most, most of the people are. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, but here it says uh, maybe one percent of the whole population. But he, now we're talking about. I think I think we're saying how hard is how much how hard is it? I mean, how much you have to rework your schedule to daven before Neitzachama? If you could, let's say I just prefer to daven early, but I could really daven in Jerusalem when I get there, or I can make my wife crazy. Especially if you can travel. Go go go. We'll get there also. Maybe next week even we'll get there. Could you travel before before could you travel before Shacharis? Um, he's basically saying you should really try to daven at Neitzachama or or afterwards. But the event, if you can't work out your schedule otherwise, you could dive in before Neitzachama. Yeah, I've been in those minyanim like in Bay Guria, I've seen it because uh, of the traveling aspect, and some reporting called it Vinyan Terrace Is that like a 
Terach meaning? I never heard that. Well, before Avram. Before, uh, before Avram. Ah, very nice. Very nice. I, I never heard the phrase. I would assume that's supposed to be Bizayon. I don't know. That's great, though. I, I appreciate that. Um, if, you, if you turn the page to page, to page 7, there's some acronym that disagree. The pre-Kadash was Rechizkiah uh, di Salon. I'm forgetting his official name. He was born in Italy. He was around in Yerushalayim in the 1700s. Um, he passed away, I think, at age 40, but he managed to write a crazy amount. He also spent some time traveling to raise money for the Yerushalayim community. I don't know when he had time to write, but he wrote an entire parish in Archaim, an entire parish in Yerodeah. He started at Ebenezer. He wrote a Kabbalistic parish in the Gemara, which is like secreted away somewhere. He writes that he wrote it, but nobody has it. So maybe the people, maybe the people in the Shiva's Mukubal in Yerushalayim have this, like, this manuscript. But he wrote a crazy amount in a, very, in a very, very short time. Maybe because he woke up early, as we'll see. Because when does he say you're supposed to, you're allowed to dab in the Chachila? From a Murashachar. It says from here, Pinim or whatever, whatever, 10 minutes after, the, when the entire eastern horizon, entire eastern horizon is lit. You look at it inside, you look at the underlying part. He's following the rush. Carbon Tamid, you could bring it from Amudashakar, Hayapin Mizrach, until 10 a.m. That's the time for chakras. The mitzvah, the chakila, daven and nitzakama. If you're missing that point anyway, there's no difference between before nitzakama or after nitzakama, you're, you're allowed to daven. So different postgim, Adayomazeh had to have different shitos. Again, Rabbi Vadia was very, very, very machmir to try to only daven after nitzakama. Shlomazaman Arbach, Rabbi Yashiv, they told people, Try to get a different. told somebody try to get a try to get a different job if his job required him to daven before Netzachama. Again, if you can't do it, you can't do it. But you should try to organize your life that you don't have to daven before Netzachama. Um, my the person I asked, I asked many of my shilos to is Rabbi Baruch Simon from Shiva University. Um, he told me to rely on the pre-chadash lachachila, especially if you have family with young kids. Um, the earlier you can get home, um, my, my my wife works; she has to get out of the house. The earlier I get, get the earlier I can get home, the better off we all are. And therefore, depending on the time of the year, I do sometimes daven shacharis prior to Neitzachama. Before we changed the clock, Neitzachama was like 6.50, I think, something of that sort. So I daven at a 6, six o'clock minyan, and I was home by home by 6.50. Now that they changed the clock, so the minyan is after, I daven after Neitzachama. But um, I think there's a lot of room to rely on the pre-chadash that you could daven before Neitzachama if there's, if there's some element of Zorach. So you should know that many, many postgum are extremely machmir to try to rearrange your life and make people crazy to try to only dive in from Neitzachama and up. So that's the first. That's they said, they said that Israel was trying to cancel daylight savings, but one of the reasons they didn't was for Zman Chakras? I don't know if that's made up. That's fantastic. Okay. That's a, that's a Jewish country. Sounds like a. Sounds, like, sounds like something. <laughs> I heard well, Shas was in charge of Misrata Pnim, and they follow Ravadio, and they really don't want to dive in before Neitzachama. So maybe, maybe, that, maybe that was part of the calculation. Um, just to finish off, davening and, and the mitzv- davening and nitzachama is the best thing. That's clear from the Gemara Yeruucha Em Shemesh. How important is it? Are you allowed to miss minyan to daven pasikin? So, who, anybody here has, has done that? I've done, I've done it before. Well, what are the sources? You look in the Beralacha, source number sixteen. The Beralacha writes, da the hazihirim likros kibasikin. Mutter likros ulispala biyachidi im aim lahem minyan. Those that are those that are zahir, those that are careful to daven fasika nitzachama, are able to daven biyachidos and not go to minyan. So on a regular basis. Oh yeah, exactly. So that's that's what it sounds like. Shomazam Arbach to Siliazar, they say, hold your horses. If you daven on a regular basis of fasikin, and it's almost like you took a neder that you're always going to daven fasikin, so that trumps tefillah betzibur. 
But just you just happen to wake up early one day and you and you're just like you're up. So you shouldn't you don't have the head there to daven to daven in this minion. But you look at source number seventeen, Revel Yashiv, of all people, writes, source number seventeen, What difference to make if you normally daven early, don't normally daven early? The best mid-time for Shachamas is Vasikin, is Neitzachama. Therefore, even on a one-time basis, if you have to wake up early, you're allowed to daven Vasikin and miss Tfilah Betzibor. What happens if you live in a community that doesn't have Vasikin? Do you want to just go your whole life without Vasikin being a Tfilah? That is not be part of the rule? According to the Be'er Lacha, that is entirely, entirely okay. The one caveat... According to both. The, according to both, it's totally okay. Yeah, even according to Be'er Lacha, it's totally okay. But the one caveat is something that Shalom Zalmarabek mentions, is that if the minion in your community is struggling to get a minion, and there's you no know, community minion is struggling to get a minion, then you should be mevater on your field of Vasikin to be mechazik to the local community minion. So what about all the things you can't do without a minion? Uh, so you're just... So you're, you're never create a tower. You never create a tower. Yeah, exactly. You never... That's uh, 100%. And that's exactly... We're going to see those things might be chovas at sibor. You need you need to make sure those are happening in your community. But in terms of my personal obligation at Avin, the best mitzvah is nitzachama. And according to the Beralapa, that is according to Rabbi Asha, that is so important because it's actually mentioned in the Gemara that it's going to trump many of the other right, things. Many is mentioned in the Gemara. We'll get we'll get there. Uh, but maybe it's not an obligatory. Maybe it's just a hither. It's a good thing to do to dive into the minion if you want your tefillah to be answered. But this is actually something mentioned in the Gemara as the best time to dive in. Mitzvasa emanates mm-hmm. I mean, I, I assume the answer, but you know, since it's practically, it's all based on Biyarutha. If, if I mean, there are plenty of people who are just not morning people, or plenty of people who, especially here in Israel, you're working with our guys, working very late, but just being up at night. Maybe they're physically, and then there's like mentally. Right. So is, is is there still any value right. in coming and davening with Nehachama, or or not? So right. assuming you get a minion batikin and you get a minion regularly. Right. So I think I, I, if I recall correctly, I think Rabbi Mitzvah Abishal was asked this: If you wake up for basikin, you're not going to have kavana when you daven. If you wake up at eight o'clock, you're going to have more kavana. I tell people to wake up to wake up at eight o'clock. So kavana is we're going to see is part of the machusat tefillah. And therefore, it's going to trump many of the other milos that we're going to be, that, that we're going to discuss. But maybe can we come before the morning and drink a coffee? I mean, and then... Ultimately, are we saying you know in Darshan time to occur or not? Meaning, are we saying that the Indian of uh, your, you know the Shem, the Ruchim Hashemesh, you have to have that, like Ali said? Like so, right. if you if you're not kavana, if you're like diving in a basement, you know whatever, or is it like just like there's just like this Indian, Indian. to get up. So I think I think the way we pass on Lacha is that there's an Indian to get up. That, um, so that's Ra- really the reason of like the sun. That that's the the Rishami says that's the original reason. Right. But once something is concretized, sort of becomes the sort of becomes concretized, becomes formalized, and then it's applied in other situations as well. Rashi says that Vasikin is an Isratzon. Nitzchak is an Isratzon. Your tefillah is number answer there. We don't know why, but metaphysically, it's an Isratzon in Shemayim. Um, just to note, just to conclude, the Rambam in Atruva says they don't have to be midaktic to the minute for Vasikin. He said he has people in a shul that they are there looking at their sundials, whatever it is, making sure that it's exactly the time or time. So if you get it within a couple of minutes, you're, you'll get the Maila of davening Nitzachama. So that's also something to keep in mind and not be stressed out when you're davening, when you're davening Vasikin. One would have to imagine that when Yeshua, you know, when 
The time, yes, exactly. The time tables. But the Ram, apparently in the, the Ram, I'm sure, there was somebody that was like really stressed out about the Chazan getting there at Mishtachama. And the Ram was like, chill out. There are lots of things to be stressed out about in Judaism. This is not something that's worth really stressed, to be stressed out about. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs>